I wanted to talk about the work by Byron Katie is her name, I think. So Byron Katie wrote a book called Loving What Is. It's a book I bought, I don't know, a decade ago or something, a long time ago. I think I remember reading half of it. And it was the sort of book that I thought, this makes sense. I like this. This is simple. This is rational. She has a very simple model where she asks four questions to do self-inquiry, to challenge or not challenge, to inquire on your thoughts right? and go a little deep on some of the thoughts that trouble us. But it was also the kind of book that when it gets to the part where you have to do the work, you know. Exactly what happened to me. When you really have to do it, you sort of, you know, that's the moment you depart from the book, right? And I remember I did it once or twice and I was surprised and liked it and thought, oh, this is good. But then clearly I wasn't ready to continue with it and to really like do it. And then a couple of weeks ago, it came back to me. I think during yoga or something or meditation, at some point there was this like her image popped up, the book cover. And I thought, oh, I should take another look at that book. I really liked it back then. Maybe now I'm ready to do the actual work. And so listen to the audiobook as a refresher. And I started practicing these four questions now every day for, I don't know, maybe two weeks now. And I really like it. I really, really like it. So I wanted to share it with people because it is a very simple framework that does include a lot of the ideas that I've been sharing and a lot of the ideas that have been working within me. So it's kind of, it feels very close and it's so practical and pragmatic that it doesn't require a lot of the things that it would require to do some of the other things I'm doing, right? Like, you know, people hear about a dark retreat and our yoga every day. Even internal family system therapy is something that I think requires a great amount of openness and creativity to really relax into and, you know, engage with. But this is so simple, anyone can do it, which I really like. Her whole thing, I mean, the book, the name of the book gives it away, but her whole thing is that at some point in her mid-40s, she was in a halfway house, she was losing her mind, she was, you know, whatever, had an eating disorder, she was in a really bad place as a person. And then she had that like one night of, you know, almost losing her mind and then that kind of breakthrough moment where things shifted and she arrived at a new level of clarity. And for her... The main theme was, if you dislike what is happening, you are insane. Because arguing with reality is insanity. I should feel better in this moment. Well, the truth is, you don't. This is how you feel right now. And if your thought is, I don't like this, I want this to be different, you're in an insanity. You're in an, uh, the world should be, reality should be the way I would like it to be right now. That's an insane thought. So what you have to do instead is, you have to learn to love what is, to accept reality, and then move on from that. And then she came up, I don't know how, with these four simple questions, where the basic premise is that our thoughts are really the only thing that gets to fuck with reality, right? What's real is real in this moment. Our bodies feel the way they do. You know, the environment, the day is the way it is. Nature around us is the way it is. Things, the people are the way they are. But what is arguing with reality and wants it to be different is our mind, our thoughts. So her basic principle is when you have a thought that is troubling you, which should usually any or most troubles you will experience in life will be starting with a thought. You put that thought down on paper and you go into inquiry and you do the work, which is another thing why I like her. And this is the naming of it. 
<laughs> you know, you do the work, you know, you don't do the releasing, you don't do the spirituality, you don't do the, you know, zenning, you don't do the find the love in your heart, which are all beautiful things, but you do the work, right? There's work that needs to be done to release you from that momentary insanity. So there's three questions in a turnaround, basically. Is it four? We'll go through it with each other because by now I know it. So you write down a thought, Ramin is a poopy face. And then the first question is, is it true? Right Now I would look at you and go, yeah, that's pretty true. The next question is, do you absolutely positively know that it's true? Right. So the first two questions are really challenging you to go, do you really know 100%? Can you be certain that this is true? So the first yes is usually easy, especially when you're emotionally charged right now. I'm like, yeah, Ramin's face is pretty poopy. And then the second can you absolutely be sure that it's true? That usually often, not always, but often softens things a little bit. And you go, well, that's how I feel right now. But could somebody look at that face and go, it's lovely? Yes. Do I know people that look at that face and go, it's beautiful? Yes. Do I know, you know, people that would look at that face and have very different reactions? Yes. So maybe it's just how I feel right now. So I go, yeah, but okay, maybe it's not. The next question no, it is actually four questions and a turnaround. So is it true? Can you absolutely positively know that it's true? The third question then is, how do you feel when you think that thought? I mean, we're just joking here, but when I think Ramin's face is poopy, I'm not happy. I feel like a poopy in my face, myself, you know, and I feel that he should be more happy and I feel like he should be more appreciative and I feel like this and that and the other and I feel stressful and I feel tense. So how do you feel when you think that thought? And then the last question is, who would you be without that thought? And oftentimes at that point you go, you know, who would I be without that thought? I'd be more relaxed. I'd be less tense. I'd be, you know, more loving towards my friend. I'd be, you know, more focused on other things that I like versus the thing that I think is not right right now. So you typically write down some nice things. And then and then after those four questions, you do the turnaround. And the turnaround is basically taking the statement, Ramin is a poopy face right now, and turning it around in all possible variables. And that as well is very much in line with my growing belief and the things that I've been sharing with people that, you know, it's always you projecting onto the world. You're upset with somebody. What is it that upsets you about yourself? You think something isn't fine? What isn't fine within you? And so the turnaround in this case would be, I would write down different variations of this. Ramin is not a poopy face. I'd be like, I'd look at you maybe in that moment and go, well, right now he's not. He was a second ago. He was looking sternly at me, but now he's kind of smiling. So the reality has changed, but my thoughts would have held on to that past for much longer. But I'm like, but still, I feel like he's a poopy, right? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Ramin is not a poopy face, doesn't feel as right. But then I go... I'm a poopy face. And I'm like, yeah, right now, if I could see myself, I definitely look like a poopy face. <laughs> I definitely don't. I mean, you know, because I'm stressed. I'm like, why is it this way? And why is it not? No, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, because also some of the statements, if you actually expose them a bit further, maybe I'd have to write not just Ramin is a, I mean, I'm making fun of poopy face. Let's say he's, Ramin looks, is negative or looks negatively at me. Then I would have to write the full statement which is the real truth, which is, I think Ramin shouldn't be looking this negative. Because just saying Ramin is negative is not my problem. My problem is that I believe you shouldn't look like that or that that means something about me. Ramin looks negative because I'm not working hard enough or because I don't make good decisions or because he's disappointed in me because he's not enjoying the time we have together. That's really what's 
irritating me. That statement, you have a frowny face, should not play any role in my emotional life. Then if I write, he looks like that because blah, 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 then I can ask, like, and I can turn things around. I see him that way because I'm negative. You know, I see Ramin as a poopy face because I'm negative. I am a poopy face right now and I should be positive. I, you know, I can turn this around in all kinds of variations. And oftentimes in one or two of these things will click in a way where you go, oh, yeah, okay. That seems more true than what I was thinking a moment ago. I'll give you an example that I went through recently. One morning I wake up and I felt so overwhelmed. This happens quite a lot the last couple of weeks. Overwhelmment has been a, a big topic. So I sit down and I write, I feel really overwhelmed right now. And again, I could have written, and I don't like it. Or I, and I feel I shouldn't feel this way. Or I feel the world shouldn't be overwhelming for me right now, right? They go, is it true? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty certain I feel overwhelmed. You know, can you absolutely positively know that it's true? And I was still like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I feel very overwhelmed right now. And then I thought, but maybe if I was truly overwhelmed, it would feel vastly different from this. You know what I mean? Like if something, I can imagine much more challenging situations in my life where I would not even have the time to say I feel overwhelmed and where I would think back to now and would trade at a heartbeat. So I was like, can I absolutely positively knew that I feel really overwhelmed right now? I'm like, I do feel it, but maybe if I really felt it, I would change my statements. But yeah, I still held on to that. And then the question came up, how do you feel when you think that thought? And I was like, I feel even more overwhelmed. I feel stressed that I'm overwhelmed. I feel complaining like a victim. I feel hurt. Why is everything overwhelming me? Like, how dare everything be overwhelming? Why can't nothing have mercy on me and not overwhelm me this much, right? Like, I am like, that's, I'm like, I'm angry. I'm pissed. I'm hurt. And then the question comes, well, who would you be without that thought? And oftentimes at that question, I realize no matter what the reality is, without that thought, I'd be in a much better place. And I wrote down, you know, who would I be without the thought I'm so overwhelmed right now? Less overwhelmed, less tense, would breathe more deeply, would be more present to be able to see that right now in this room, nothing is overwhelming me. Right now, this room is very calm and nothing is happening. There's no people screaming at me. There's no nothing. So I could enjoy the moment of peace when I have it. And then the turnaround came and I was like, at first it was like, I should be really overwhelmed right now. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of true because there's a lot going on in my life and it's not unusual to feel overwhelmed at times. I'm also just a human. It's not a crime. I'm not bad. I'm not failing by feeling overwhelmed. I've not done any bad mistake. This is maybe just okay. I was like, oh, okay. And then I wrote, everything isn't overwhelming me right now. I thought, that does not feel right. I'm sure I could make it work. Nah, I'm not sure. And then the next statement came and that really did it because then I turned it around and I, I wrote, I'm overwhelming everything right now. And then I thought, oh, bingo. That is so true. There's a lot going on. But the thing that's overwhelming everything are my thoughts about all these things. Are not these things. It's me who's overwhelming. And also a lot of these things in one way or another, I have freely participated in. I have either inspired and started, or I have instigated, or I have encouraged. And as they're all now going on, I'm complaining about all this. I'm like, nah, you know? Why well, I saw coming months ago and I didn't do anything back then. Like, I'm really, I had my hand in everything that is happening that feels overwhelming to me right now. 
So I thought, yeah, I am overwhelming myself right now. It's like, okay, that is very true. And then I wrote down, I'm overwhelming everybody else right now. And I thought, nah, maybe, maybe not, not sure. And then I turned it around again and I wrote, I am underwhelming everybody right now. And I thought, yeah, there's probably something to that. I am at least underwhelming in my own opinion in some of these areas in terms of how much back and forth I need before making a decision, how much I stretch things and doubt and give confusing messaging. I'm probably pretty underwhelming in the way that I contribute in many areas. And as I looked at all these turnarounds, the one that stood out the strongest was that I am overwhelming myself right now. I was like, this seems to be the closest to my inner truth and to reality. There's no people jumping on my head and there's a pyramid of humans jumping on me and they're overwhelming me right now. It's all my thoughts that are overwhelming me right now. The world is humming along, you know, and if I do anything or not, the world will keep humming along exactly the same rhythm. So the four questions to me seem like a way, a path to come closer to or to soften the thought and make it something more, a thought that feels real or like reality or that we accept as reality. And then we just through the questions, we soften it into a thought that may or may not have anything to do with reality. And then the turnaround actually is then trying out that thought in different variations until it clicks and you go, that is what's going on right now. Not really what I was thinking. And you know, oftentimes even, and it's in that process of, is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? Those are just the, is it instantly obvious to you that what you're thinking is not really, really true in the observable truth way? The next two questions, how do you feel when you think that thought and who would you be without that thought? They're more about you realizing, wow, a big part of my burden or the pain or the stress or the is because I have the thought. It is adding a lot of weight to my shoulders. Having that thought independently from the thing itself. And those thoughts are heavy. These thoughts are pricey to carry around. And once you've gone through that process of is it really observably true? Can we really say? And by the way, here's how heavy it is for me to actually have that thought and keep that thought and hold on to that thought. Once we go through those four questions, then I think we're more ready to go, well, this is just a thought. What if we turn it around in different variations and see what does it mean if we think about it this way or that way? I love that model and it's so simple, but as I said, at least two or three times a day for the last two weeks, I've been going through this exercise. And now as you can tell, now I know these questions by heart and I can go through it pretty quickly. And very rarely, I almost always, I arrive at a point of more clarity. It's a beautiful little tool. Now that doesn't mean like the overwhelming example. That's something that happened a week ago. And I was like, oh, I'm overwhelming everything. Without that thought, everything would be better. And then I continue to have that thought. Right. So it's not like just because I have it, it's gone forever and it's resolved and you're, so you do it again. Right. But it is such a pragmatic, simple way to go into self inquiry and to detach from a thought and see what a thought really is. A thought in and of itself is a little life form that does things to us. And it either does things to us that help or it does things to us that don't help, that make things harder. And that the thought and the truth are really oftentimes 
not even overlapping, have nothing to do with each other. And oftentimes the real truth is one hidden within us. It really is hidden within us. I am overwhelming myself is not something I constantly think. You know, I think once in a while now, it's your mind, your mind is overactive right now, you're overstimulated, too many decisions, too much change. It's the state of mind you're in that makes you feel this way. So calm your mind, change your state of mind, and then see how you can think through the challenges of the day. It is not that in reality, humans are jumping on me, overwhelming me. There is no people breaking into my house, screaming at me, overwhelming me, right? Oh, but my email is full of decisions people want from me. So I'll have to see the thing is also this in the state of mind that I'm in when I'm in like an overwhelmed state of mind. I am not going one decision at a time, right? If I have like, I have a hundred emails in my inbox and everybody wants something from me. How is that not overwhelming? Because if you go one decision at a time and you only focus on that, it's like any other moment in your life. You either stand, you sit, you lay down, you breathe, you do one thing at a time. But it's when I open one email, oh, this person wants decision A. Next email, open email, read, don't do anything. And then overwhelm yourself more and more and more. Now you've overwhelmed yourself so much. Now you need a break from overwhelming yourself. And still haven't done anything. You still haven't done anything. But you now need a break because you're so overwhelming to yourself. Go out. You smoke a cigarette, you go on a walk, you come back. Now look at your social media. Oh my God. You scroll, scroll, scroll till you find something else to overwhelm yourself with. Oh my God, there's a war. Oh my God, the markets are crashing. Oh my God, this person has died. Oh my God, these people are arguing on social media. Where's the world going to? More overwhelming of oneself. Then you go into your text messages. Oh, my mother wants to talk to me. Doesn't she know all the emails I have that I haven't answered? Yes. No, you don't have 100 emails anymore. You have 115. Yes, now your emails has increased. 115 emails. Now you're mad at your mother because she wrote, can we talk? I miss you. Because how dare she not know that you are so overwhelming to yourself right now and that she wanting to be with you is now... The last straw that, that broke the camel's back. That's enough. Now you've had enough. This is it. You're breaking up with mom. You've decided this. No more mother for me. I can't handle mother. Mother is just something that's too much for me right now. And four hours have passed of your day. And besides being miserable, you've done nothing. You might have gone back to a couple of emails to reread them. That's always a great exercise when you read it the first time and you don't know what to do. Just keep rereading it not knowing what to do. Then you start responding and then you stop because it's always good that when you get started with something, you should always interrupt it to start something else. That's usually the best way to progress in life. And so the 100 emails that by the end of the day, if you focused on them, could have turned to 80 emails or 70 emails, right? Still a lot on your plate, but you've worked through things and you did it calmly, one thing at a time, you sit with it, you think, you ponder. And if you can't make a decision right now, then you make a decision when you're going to deal with it. You write to the person, you say, hey, today I can't help you with this. Check again next week. Or I don't think I want to be involved in this. I'm saying no. Like you delegate, you delete, or you get it done, right? And then you wake up the next day and you fight another day. You know, one thing at a time. And it might take two months or three months to get to a place where you feel much more in control again but it will take a year otherwise. And it's going to be much more painful, much more collapsing. And the only difference was 
how overwhelming were you to yourself as you are attempting to do these things? How much added pain and struggle and stress and anguish do you through our thoughts, do we through our thoughts add to our life? So I do have to say that I am very overwhelming myself these days. And, you know, I'm working on it one day at a time. And every day I have a bad moment where I go, oh, this is too much. And then I get my shit together again and I go, all right, one thing at a time. And I try to labor through it and do as well as I can. And that's another thing that I like about the work and the, the four questions and the turnaround is that oftentimes you can get to some level of instant relief just by realizing that fighting with reality is what's causing the pain, not the reality itself. So a recent example the other day, it was something like, I feel really stressed right now. And then again, I look at that statement and I have to go, well, that is true. But what I'm really struggling with is not that I feel stressed right now, is that I feel stressed right now and I don't think I should. I don't want to feel stressed right now is really the thought. Not I am stressed right now or I feel stressed right now. I don't want to feel stressed right now. And then when you go through the inquiry, when I went through the inquiry, I ended up at a place where I thought, I should be stressed right now. It's fine to feel stressed right now. This is what I feel right now is this. This is reality. I can't argue with it. This is how I feel. And since it's how I feel, it's how I'm supposed to feel. I'm supposed to feel this way right now because I do. If there was another thing that was more right to feel right now, I would feel it, but I didn't, right? And I think we confuse sometimes possibilities for realities. There is an imagined possibility that I could handle my current challenges better than I do right now. I can imagine a world where I would be capable of dealing better with it than I did. But the truth is, just because I can imagine something doesn't mean that I have the capabilities and skill internalized to do it. And we confuse that. Yeah, I could have done better back then. No, you couldn't. Well, what I could have. No, but you didn't, so you couldn't have. But I had the potential to do better than I did. No, or maybe, I mean, maybe I have the potential to do many things, but I can't. I can't until I can. And just because I know how to eat healthy or because I know how to work out really well does not mean that I have the capability and skill of working out heavily and hard every day and eating perfectly. So every person that's overweight and struggling with their weight or struggling with their fitness has the possibility to do better couldn't have done better than they've done up until this very moment because they didn't something was missing i think we don't like that i didn't like that in the past i was like nothing is missing if there's something missing that's your excuse for being a shitty person and not doing the things that you're supposed to be like, well i was not capable of doing more today i see it a bit more there's more fine distinctions between the different things anytime i do badly it's the best i can do in that moment I might know of ideas how I could do better, but I clearly didn't have the internalized knowledge and skill to execute on that knowledge. I was missing something, emotional strength, a state of being, the right approach. I was missing something to go and do the thing I knew how logically to do, eat healthy. Like I should not eat the burgers that I eat every day. Well, somebody that's been eating burgers and fries and chocolate shakes all day, three times a day for the last 10 years, they don't have the capability to just get up and cook freshly meals and find them tasteful and deal with all the 
emotional baggage they were managing through their salt and sugary food differently. They don't have all these tools to just switch tomorrow and go and do all this. Otherwise, everybody would be doing it. That doesn't mean that they cannot learn these skills or that they cannot have a moment where something inside of them clicks and now they have it. They internalized it. It went from something that was a thought or an observation or a wish to now a decision, right? Oftentimes, it's just a decision that is that you're lacking to change. That's not a small thing. And if in that moment you're struggling, struggling, and you can't reach that decision, well, in that moment, you weren't able to do it. Otherwise, you would have done it. There would be no struggle if there was not a wish to do it. There was failure because you couldn't in that very moment. That version of you clearly couldn't. Coming back to her aha moment, if you didn't, that is what happened. Thinking back to it and arguing with that reality and arguing with that past version of you is doing nothing to change the reality. Now, if you can look back and love what is, find compassion for that version of you, Love it. And today, since you know so much more, and since you have the courage to be real, you can now decide what you're capable of doing right now about it. What am I going to do now? Not why haven't I done better in the past? And whatever it is that you're doing right now that you don't like, or that is happening in your life right now that you don't like, step one is to realize that there's a part of it that's reality. You can fuck with it. If you feel sad right now, that's how you feel. That's who you are in this very moment. And maybe you should feel this way. Maybe this is the only way that you can feel in this very moment. So don't add any extra stress by arguing with your feelings or who you are right now. And then the next is realizing that there are your thoughts about reality. There are your interpretations of reality. There are your ideas and beliefs about reality. And then there's reality. And reality is always much simpler, much less overwhelming, much calmer, much more kind oftentimes. So just with zero agenda, it just is. And so it's up to all of us to learn to handle that better. But try out the work. I love it. Four simple questions. You need to buy a book. I already told you everything you need to know. All you need to do is take a piece of paper, four questions on your laptop, write down the thought, is it really true? Do you absolutely positively know that it's true? How do you feel when you think that thought? Who would you be without that thought? And then turn it around and see how you feel and what it does for you. 